0: Time Got the game statistic. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And today I got Austin Byler out of Arizona, man. Former MLB player. He's doing a lot of things from motivational speaking to training other baseball players and trying to give them something, even if it's not baseball, but what is their why? So Austin, man, how are you doing today?
1: Ryan, I'm doing good, man. I love the energy. The passion is there,
0: man. I'm fired up this morning, man. (laughs) I'm excited to get this thing rocking. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Viewers, he's out of Arizona, and I know I have a lot of viewers across the country. So we're going to kind of ask Austin about his life and see what you know he has to tell us. So we're going—it's a unique story here. So Austin, like, tell people, man, where you were born and raised at. And before we begin into the other stuff, let's talk about the childhood of Austin Butler.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. So born and raised here in Arizona, uh, Peoria, Arizona, kind of a, a little suburb north northwest of Phoenix, and grew up in playing sports all my life. We went on a lot of great trips, man. I got. Uh, How many brothers? Three brothers, two sisters. So we got a big family, man. Three of them were adopted, which is awesome too, which is a big blessing for our family. And um, man, this childhood was filled with a lot of sports, man. A lot of going around, traveling to different states, getting to have different experiences. Went back to the back east a lot out of Pennsylvania, New York, and some different places like that, man. Got to travel the country, which was really, really fortunate, man. Really blessed for our parents and, and what they've done for us is kids, as athletes, as people. Um, And then went to the local high school here, played baseball for four years. I tried football and basketball going into high school, but I quit. (laughs) So I had to stick it out, man. Baseball was calling my name. And then um, from there, I'm sure we'll get into it. But had the chance to go play collegiately and professionally for a little while and um, kind of transferred into a, a new field now. But it was an awesome childhood, man. It's beautiful here with the sunshine. You can do basically anything you want all year round. Our only <laughs> week of rain
0: all year was last week, so I hope we're good for, for a little while here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah.
1: Keep the storms away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get it. So you say you stopped playing football and basketball. What definitely led you to baseball? What was the niche? Like, I, I'm pretty sure you probably like baseball. I mean, basketball, football was for me. Like, what said, man, mm-hmm. baseball is it for me?
1: I think it was it was really my freshman year of high school and I remember I was out on the football team and the football coach was like man you're a big dude 6'3 you got a good chance you can run you can you're athletic right you're athletic and we can use an athletic dude on the freshman team so um, I was playing that for about three weeks and I did it just wasn't for me it was it was 115 it was humid it was hot and we're in pads and I'm trying to get my feet wet out there and, and just wasn't a good experience, at least something that was really ticking to me. And then baseball, man, I was always very talented at it. I'm very fortunate for that. And we had really, really good coaching all through my whole life. And that really inspired me to go play the game of ball. We had season tickets to the Arizona Diamondbacks when I was younger. Nice. It was pretty cool. So got to go with the Pops a lot, man, to go check out some games. And that's really what kind of just steamrolled it into baseball. And I knew if, if I was going to really take something seriously, in high school at least – there's a higher probability of getting hurt in football and basketball, at least in my case for where I was at. And really just want to kind of, Hey, let's just streamline the focus, focus on baseball and see where this thing can take us.
0: Man, I definitely get that. And like, uh, you had a chance to see Randy Johnson and those guys play baseball, man. What was the type of experience watching him in person, like throw that fastball, like tell me about that. Like people don't, they see it on TV, but to see it in person is probably completely different oh man we're up in the third deck so
1: we we didn't have the greatest seats right we were in the cheap seats up top but the best part about it was you get to still hear the pop of the glove and this is somebody who's like it seems like it's a half a mile away and that guy's fastball is so hard that you can pop. You hear every single pop of the glove and broken bats. And I'll tell you what, man, that dude's probably about 6'10", and he's not a great-looking human being. So when you see him right. on the mound, man, it's, like, very, very intimidating. It's very impressive. But to see it live is just so cool. It's just a great experience, especially when the crowd's involved and people are cheering and getting behind them, rattling the little snakes out there and doing all the, the typical stuff in the, in the game, too. So it was
0: exciting. Man, that's pretty cool. So, like, man, I know everybody always talks about, like, certain sports, man. So, I always ask people, like, football, I mean, b- baseball is a gift. Like, I even have friends that are, you know, play baseball all their lives. And it's a whole different type of concentration. It takes a lot of hand-out coordination. So, it may be biased to ask you, but I'm gonna still ask you: Is baseball the yeah. hardest sport to play?
1: <laughs> it is 100% right, man. That's, that's not even a question, man. Come on, um, I would say baseball and golf. Honestly, golf is tough, man. Golf, the ball doesn't move, and you would think, oh, golf is easy. But at least for me, that thing's impossible to hit. So <laughs> I think uh, baseball with the moving ball, moving different size, different speeds, different angles, and you're close and all the different things that that are around. I think hitting a baseball is the hardest thing. Do you have to be the most athletically fit? Not at all. I'd say football, basketball, soccer, blow us away. But just focus-wise and being able to see that baseball coming out of the hand from 60 feet, six inches is insane, man. So
0: personal biased opinion, man. Yes, I do believe baseball is the (laughs) toughest sport in the world. (laughs) So, like, once – so let's talk about once you start receiving offers in high school, like, how did it take you to another level? I'm pretty sure you was already serious as a freshman, but where did it take you, like, once you, started, once you got that first offer? What did you say, like, oh, I got to really get in, or I got to go even more? Like, what was it? How did that feel yeah. when you first got that first offer?
1: No, it's a great question, man. I think the, 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 the feeling of gratitude and just being proud of yourself, one. And then, two, also the other feeling of I still got work to do. And there's still a lot of things that I need to get, get done here, especially for me at that time, I was a little heavier. So I really needed to work on my body, take my nutrition and my physical training a little more seriously to help perform at that next level. And I remember uh, for me, it was probably about junior year and I was starting to get a few looks from some division ones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, this is interesting. Wow, this might actually be real. Like I could go play <laughs> at the next level. And then uh, I remember getting signed by a junior college at first uh, and then eventually signing with the University of Nevada there at the end of my senior season. And that was such an awesome experience just to be able to sign that letter of intent, to be able to go there. And all that hard work that you've had for so long really just kind of comes to fruition. You're like, man, now it's just getting started, or at least now you believe it is. So it was pretty cool, man, to have those offers. But then again, for me, it was kind of unique. Wasn't really highly recruited, had really good stats and played really well Um, ended up being in the hall of fame and all these awesome accolades wise, but just like recruiting wise was a little overlooked, which was interesting Um, for me it kind of helped for my future though and helped fuel that passion to say hey man there's no days off of, of taking time off like, you've got to get after you've got to go do what you need to do to be successful and surround yourself with the right people and thankfully I was man I'm so lucky to have incredible mentors still to this day from that time period of my life that really just impacted me in so many ways beyond baseball so that yeah. was that
0: was really good to have man. So you said you was in the Hall of Fame and like I know you probably said you could have had more offers. And I know baseball has a lot of people in talent. Like, did that have something to do with the strength of schedule? Or you think recruiters just didn't get a chance to get out there to see you? Or what was it in a recruiter's mind? You was like, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I not get this person, that person? Why just Nevada or whoever else was there? Like, what made you say, like, man, I should have more? Like, I'm really in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get Mm -hmm. that. Is that, like, Hall of Fame locally? You talking about Hall of Fame in the state? Uh, just for the school,
1: for the school. Okay, okay, like okay. Being okay. in the high school um, But like overall, like like you said, man, having really good talent-wise, it wasn't really the, the strength of the schedule-wise. It was more of just positioning. For me, being a corner dude, there's only two positions on the field that I can play anyways compared to the other athletes who can move around. So that – might have had a little bit to do with it. Right. Um, maybe it was weight. Maybe it was size. Maybe they didn't think I could move as well or, or hit at the next level. There could have been a bunch of variables to it. But I think the right opportunities come around. And I think God has a way of blessing those who continue to put in the work and have faith in the process of their routines and the things that they need right. to do to be successful. So um, it was interesting, man. But it was a lot of fun and definitely thankful for those experiences to take me through to help
0: mentor athletes now in this world. Definitely, definitely. So now I'm gonna ask you, um, the Nevada life, man. How was the Nevada, and like we could go into the pro career from there.
1: Hmm. Yeah, man. So Nevada wise, it was it was awesome. Went there as a freshman, wasn't gonna play. And then, ironically, in the fall, there was a three-year or three-time All-American, three-year All-American who was kicked off the team <laughs> for arguing with the coach. So he got kicked off the team, opened up a spot for me to play as a freshman. Uh, didn't do very well, but got some opportunity to play, which was really cool. And then from there, it really sparked me. We I went back that sophomore year, had a really, really good season, went out to the Cape Cod League out in New York, which was, uh, or sorry, Massachusetts, which was an incredible league, probably the best summer league out there where. I think 85% of those athletes get drafted. So that's where the draft side really started to come into play. Like, well, I can actually maybe do this and make a living out of it and a career out of it one day. So that was, it was interesting, man. Went back for my junior year um, was ended up being drafted in the ninth round by the nationals decided to go back to school and then was drafted in the 11th by the D backs that following season. But uh, that experience, man, really was, was incredible to me. Um, Not only on the field, but off the field, went through some emotional deals with anxiety, with depression and just like battling that with prescription drug addiction. And wow! that right there, man, That that's just going through that experience though, after getting hurt, right? And so initially it was physical pain, but then it led to the emotional, just the stress, the pressure that you put on yourself at that type of a level, which I'm sure you're familiar with, especially in your network and being able to, to eventually overcome that right down the road. But going through that experience really shaped me to who I am today and, and our impact that we want to leave
0: and the legacy we want to leave on this world. Wow. Let's talk about the depression, man. Like how did you get... How did you, I mean, you just said it a little bit, but like to get through that to still mentally focus, to still mm-hmm. play baseball. Most people get depressed, like they, they need either help or they need to not even think about what they love at the moment. Because sometimes when you're mentally drained or your mind is mm-hmm. mentally depressed and drained, it makes you forget about everything else that's like going around you, or no matter how good of a baseball player you is. And even right now, some people even talk about Kyrie Irving, like his mental situation. For me personally, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I get where he's coming from, but I know people want to still see him play. In his mind, like you can't really, for me, I'm a no-judgment person. No matter who you are, you are who you are. So to see him, um, to go through that and people not really understanding, like, people go through that. And no matter what you think and how much money you pay the person, it can still affect the person's mm. overall ability to stay focused. So like tell the viewers, like, man, they go through that and how did you first get through it when it started, and how did you finish persevering through the depression to be who you are today?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And seeing Kyrie go through it, man, taking a mental health day off, like nobody does that anymore, right? And it's like almost <laughs> right. frowned upon, right? You're like, oh, that person's weak. But in reality, they're so strong for the vulnerability that he shows. And when, I, when it first starts happening, man, you're right. Like everything else kind of just gets blocked out. You're just so focused on your own thoughts. And it seems like you're in this never ending spiral and you're just heading down the drain. And, and for me, when, when I was going through that, my identity was found more in what I was doing instead of who I was which Mm -hmm. is something that I regret, but I don't really regret because I actually, it helped me learn of of who you are is really um, what matters in this world. So Mm -hmm. um, I was so wrapped up in the identity of being a baseball player and having that chance to get drafted and and all the accolades and all the stuff around you that really means nothing in life. And um, when I went through it, it was tough to really get through, man. I'll be honest, like there were a lot of days and nights where they were sleepless and just really mm. aggravating and painful and, and weren't very fun. But eventually getting out of that in 2018, met an incredible mentor here in Arizona when I was here in the off-season training. And he invited me to a Bible study, a coach's Bible study, for a bunch of athletes and coaches in the area. And at first, I'm like, no way I'm doing this. I got it all on myself. Like, I'll do this all by myself. And then I went and saw – 15, 20 year big leaguers, I saw all these amazing coaches and people there that were so vulnerable with their pasts and what they experienced. And it showed me that, man, no matter what you go through, that doesn't matter. That's just shaping you, right? It's your testimony. And it's using you for a bigger purpose in this world. And uh, when I went through that, it really helped me. Um, and then I started to just start to work on myself, man, personal development, started to meditate, I started to do some different exercises as far as journaling, getting up a little earlier, mm. starting the day off with exercise and just doing some, some typical life skills that you would think were pretty common, but not a lot of people actually do and commit to. And when I saw the power of a morning routine, it really shaped my entire life and, um, it's really helped propel me in these last three or four years here ever since that experience ended um, right. to just intentionally re- remind myself of what's our purpose, what are we working for, and what
0: do we want to leave on this world. Man, that's, that's crazy because like, I've been on that new journal like myself, like from working out every morning to, hey, I ain't going to lie, I ain't no beef, no turkey, no chicken, mm-hmm. no pork in a month. Oof. And I just drink a lot of water. And I eat a lot of veggies, and I ain't going to lie. I do, I, they may say I'm just pescatarian because I do eat shrimp and fish, but it ain't an everyday thing. It's more of a cheat meal. So, like, that's why I've been mm-hmm. on. I'm telling you, man, I feel, I feel great. But now let's talk about how you got to the next level in the Major League Baseball, and let's talk about how this depression now, because you're doing something amazing right now, and the viewers need to hear about it. Like, how did mm-hmm. this help you, mold you into being a person that can pour into others that needed you and that advice from a person who actually experienced some things that – you already went through
1: incredible ryan i think the very first thing is when i got to that level i entered that clubhouse and i saw dudes who were making anywhere from they got signed for a thousand dollars to making a hundred million dollars and you're like man like you see on tv this dude like it's almost like there's some glowing around them and they're walking through like flowers and stuff like no it's not like that in their life and I started to see it and um, you could see a lot of these guys who they had the money, they had the the women, if you want to say, they had all the material things that you would always dream of the sweet cars, the awesome shoes and gear and all that stuff, but they didn't really have a purpose and they didn't have fulfillment inside and they found their self-worth in all the material things and external rather than the internal. And um, I started to notice that and, and I was one of those, right? I was one of those. Mm-hmm. I was going through that experience. I fell victim to it. It was the environment. And I really felt like, Um, that was what, that's where my identity was found. And so when I went through it, I was like, man, okay. If once I got out of professional baseball in 2018, 2019 range, I I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, if there's this many professional athletes struggling with mental health and with different, um, just lack of, of, a good mindset and different things, right? Living your best quality life, being the best version of you. If there's that many professional athletes who are making that much money, who are that successful in the elite of the elites, like everybody wants to be there and college, then what about the high school? What about the youth? What about other regular everyday people who have never played sports? Like there are so many people that were hurting and struggling, so that's what really led into this new venture now with major league university and and what propelled it, and and that's what kind of just sparked this idea of, okay, if there's this many people at this high of a level who are this successful and quote unquote famous, if you wanna say, or they got the cool blue check or all this stuff that people find so much value in that really doesn't matter at the core of everything. That's where I'm like, man, okay, we, there is so much opportunity to make a big difference and a big impact in these people's lives. So that's kind of what spark plugged everything that we're doing now.
0: Man, that's, 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 that's pretty big, man. And Major League, you didn't been around the country you didn't talked to a lot of people, man. So mm-hmm. tell me the love and passion you have for, because I, I tell everybody, man, you do what you love, even if it's hard and it's taking a, a process, you still do what you love. Cause that's what's really going to make you happy no matter what. So like mm-hmm. tell the viewers about Major League University, what it's about and what you do to make sure you're inspiring others with what you just said. Like even if a person making millions of dollars, that's not the only thing that goes to the human body. You can make a million dollars, it's mm. cool that's happy financially free, but they don't still mean when you're making a million, millions of dollars, that don't mean more money, more problems, because it still could be that. It still could be a headache because once you're making so many millions, they require so much of you with those millions to do things, not just play. Mm-hmm. They may need you to be here. They may need you to be the face of the league. They may need you to be the face of the organization. They may need you, to, they need you everywhere. So sometimes even when you're making that money, they say, we pay you this, but you know you are face now. We need you at these community events. And even in times when you're really in your mind, even though you're not gonna say it in the public because this reputation is with it, you can be like, man, I don't feel like going to this today. I man, I really just want to sit home and watch TV, maybe eat some popcorn and watch a movie. But you can't because mm-hmm. you're getting paid that much. And now you're getting paid that much, It comes with More work. So, like, like, tell the viewers about like what are you trying to do to help these guys understand both sides of the the yeah.
1: No that, that. That's perfect, man, and you're right. So much more responsibility comes along with it too, especially in the eyes of the organization. And for us, our goal is to inspire athletes to become the best version of themselves. And that's what we're all about and that's what we're trying to do. So we go around the country, we do speaking engagements. So we'll get there, we'll inspire athletes, inspire people, coaches, hopefully, and parents if they're watching and listening. Um, I know right now with COVID, it's a little different. So a lot of Zoom and, and getting creative with that right. type of deal, but um, which has helped, honestly, has really, really helped us reach more people. So it's actually been a big blessing through COVID. Right. But I love the in-person, man. When I'm in person, you get to fire people up. They get to hear the passion, see the passion. You get to meet them, talk to them, chat with them. there 's usually somebody in the crowd who might be holding something in or there's a burden that's weighing on their chest that you get to help them process through. And that's the beauty of it is eliminating, the limiting beliefs in a lot of people's lives. So we'll do the speaking engagements. We'll go around. We have an online program where I'll, I'll do one-on-one private consulting with athletes as well as a group program where there's athletes from all over the world between high school college who meet on a zoom call once a week. And we walk them through different mindset, leadership skills, and developments to help them become the best version of themselves. And what we're seeing is if you take care of the off the field, the on the field usually takes care of itself. But when the off the field is shaky, the on the field is usually pretty shaky too. So Hmm. that's where we're trying to come in and kind of bridge that gap. Exactly that balance there. So that's what we're doing, man. And we're looking forward to this, this new year here. Hopefully some more travel coming up. I know some places are open some aren't a lot of our business is california and uh california is on gridlock so we're not going there too much but uh we're doing the best that we can man with what we got and and just it goes back to your point when you do something you're passionate about and you truly love are you truly truly love you'll sacrifice anything for it and the people around you as long as they're good people and you have the right people in your corner will support you in those moments as well so i love the fact that you brought that up Ryan.
0: All right. And concluding this podcast real quick, tell people what you want them to know about Austin Bottler and plug in everything they need to find you at.
1: Yeah, man. I think the first thing is I want to inspire billions of people in this world, man. I want to inspire billions and billions. I started with millions and I was like, man, millions is a little too attainable. We got to go billions. So I, I <laughs> chipped the, the billions, and, uh, hopefully over the the course of my life, man, the next 30, 40, 50 years, however long um, I'm able to be here is, an opportunity to do that every single day and and so some places that you can find us uh, you can find me instagram or twitter at austin byler linkedin austin byler facebook austin byler and youtube we got the major league university uh, major league university on twitter on instagram on every platform basically i believe that you can find there or majorleagueuniversity.com and then um, yeah, really reach out anywhere, man. I'm, I'm open to talk with anybody, connect with anyone. And just as long as we can continue to make an impact, man, is exactly what you're doing. You're leaving people with an impact and helping people have a nice outlet to, to live their best life. So uh, I love what you're doing too.
0: Man, I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Well, that's all I got. Austin on. Uh, i know you got I know you're a busy man, so you out here on um, give it up and get some baby babies through Zoom, six feet apart, I guess. So you know. <laughs> Make sure the mask on, man. Make sure the yeah. mask on, six feet apart, don't touch them through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> With well, that being said, that's raw thoughts on Austin Bible. You guys have a great day, great night, great morning, whatever time you listen to this.